Hello, Will here, and welcome to another episode of the My Personal Economy podcast. Before I jump into today's topic, I want to put it out there that this podcast is for everyday people to understand the broader economy a little bit better in order to educate yourself when it comes to making decisions about your personal economy. I say that because it feels like I'm talking about the broader economy way too much, but that's only because there's smoke in the air. And as we all know, where there's smoke, there's fire. At the same time, I also feel the most influence I can make on my audience is to empower them on the personal finance side of things. So I'm taking questions from my business clients and audience members so that I have a feeling for what you, the audience, wants and I'll be addressing them in the coming weeks. What I would like this podcast to become is a place where you can come and get a basic understanding of what's happening. And that's because in my observation, the sticking your head in the sand approach doesn't work. Now to today's topic. Today, I'm going to tell you why I think it's Tankerville for the US economy. Welcome to the My Personal Economy podcast, the place where we get you up to speed with what's going on so you can make sound decisions when it comes to your financial life. Now, let's get started on today's topic. Okay, the first thing you need to understand is that money is created out of thin air. That's how we get inflation, and that's why we have a reserve bank to control the inflation. This point sounds extremely simple, but it took an idiot like me months, possibly years, to get comfortable with this very basic point. When too much money is created, some of it ends up in people speculating in bad investments. This is because these people see other people making fortunes, and they want to jump on the roller coaster too. This is how you get a boom, and a boom we have had in property markets and share markets around the world. I want to explain that the constant money creation gives liquidity to our economy, and our way of living is centred around our economy. It's vital. Think of it in terms of the land needing rain. The rain gives liquidity to the land, and it makes our creeks and rivers flow, and provides life to the earth. If the rain stops for too long, then the life gets sucked out of the land. What you need to know is that between the GFC and up until 2016, a lot of liquidity rained down onto the global economy and we all got used to it. We had the US and Europe do quantitative easing, giving a liquidity kick to the global economy. By the way, quantitative easing means creating money. What a lot of people don't know is that when these benefits stopped coming, then China had the most to lose. So then they also provided quantitative easing. If you pay any attention to the news, that's why they're explaining this market as the biggest bull run ever. Now these rivers have run dry. You may have noticed the silence on the whole China buying property in Australia thing. That's because China have restricted the outflow of cash from China. Speaking of China, the trade war will translate to higher costs to the American people, which means consumers will actually tighten their belts in response and they will spend less. Added to this, the US have gone into quantitative tightening in the later part of 2018, pulling 50 billion a month out of the economy. Bond yields in the US and Europe have hit 0% or negative. In Germany, a 30-year bond is currently negative 0.13%. If you don't understand bonds, all you need to know is they're about as secure as what you can get in terms of investments. So secure apparently that investors are willing to accept a loss on them over 30 years, so long as they can get their money back. This should give you an idea of how professional investors are feeling about the economy. 
I want to point you towards something else and that's the gold market. Gold is skyrocketing at the moment. This also tells you that investors are playing it safe by increasing their investments in gold and that's because the share market is too dangerous. Our global economy relies on trade and financial markets to provide liquidity. Why I think recession will happen is because tougher times mean people stop spending. That's it in a nutshell. There's a lot of data, reports and experts out there. I don't profess to be an expert. I just try and learn and educate my customers on how I see things. I came to a point in my business where I thought, I'm signing these customers up for 30 years. I may as well go out of my way to make sure I educate myself because these guys trust me. And when you look at it from the average person's point of view, they're turning on the TV one day and an expert will tell them it's booming. Um, that's the market that is. And then they'll turn the TV on the next day and another expert will say it's crashing. So who should they believe and trust? And that's the whole part of the podcast. It's not about me being right or wrong. It's about opening your eyes because, because you can be guaranteed the head in the sand approach means big business is taking profit from you. I'm going to go a bit deeper here, but try and stick with me. One counter to my argument is that the velocity of money is always at its peak before recession. The velocity of money is simply how many times money circulates around the economy in a year. So for example, I could pull out a hundred bucks from under my mattress and spend it down at the shops. Now that hundred dollars I spent gets earned by someone else and then they go and spend that money and that gets earned by someone else. So velocity is how many times that money is earned and spent within a year. The velocity of money is always higher prior to recession because that's when people are most confident and they're being extravagant spending all their money on stuff. And that money they're spending on stuff is earned by someone else. And now they get to spend that money on stuff and so on and so on. It's an upward spiral and it's how inflation happens. The argument here is the velocity of money is actually lower than it's been for well over 40 years. And honestly, it's a fair argument. The reality is that economic stimulus has increased the money supply by over 250% since the GFC in the US alone. So in terms of economic management, we're in uncharted waters. The one explanation I do have is that all that stimulus went to bail out the banks and therefore didn't enter the real economy. It went to the share market, hence the record highs. But business didn't increase wages because they saw these massive economic headwinds on the horizon. If this was not the case, then wages would have increased because businesses would be spending more. And that's a possible reason for the decreasing velocity of money. In addition to this, rising debt levels of families means that more of the monthly income is now spent on interest repayments and not spent in the economy. If we follow the smart money, i.e. the investors or the bankers, to me, it looks like it's all going to gold and bonds, which tells me there's bad times coming. Again, I'm no expert. I'm just giving an opinion, ironically, like all of the other so-called experts. I hope I'm drastically wrong here when it comes to what I think. And if I am, then all it will be is a great opportunity to learn. But as I always say, time will tell. Thanks for listening to the My Personal Economy Podcast. I hope you've got some nuggets of wisdom you can use from today's episode. My goal with this podcast is to help people understand their finance a little bit better. So if you have any questions I can address, please get in contact. You can find me by searching Will Bell Mortgage Broker on Google or Facebook. Thanks for stopping by.